The Naked DJs Podcast. Are they really naked? We know they expose themselves every day just so they can bring you the best of music. They like to stick it out there for everyone to hear. You can hear their podcast on Anchor.fm, YouTube, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. And if you are the type of listener that loves food, especially barbecue, you're going to love this episode because today I'm joined by Sean Walchell. Sean is the owner and founder of Cali Comfort Barbecue. He has catered for several teams in the California area, professional and college. He's organized several barbecue festivals and participated in several of them. He teaches small business and restaurants how to get control of their digital marketing and thrive. He really thrived in his barbecue business during COVID-19. So we're going to be talking about that. And he is also a new dad and a podcast host. So Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, why don't you start off by giving everybody a little bit of background about yourself? Sure. Yeah. I'm you wouldn't expect somebody from San Diego to be talking about barbecue or certainly wouldn't expect somebody to talk about a barbecue media company, but that's, that's what I'm going to talk about. We are a barbecue media company. So Cali barbecue media here in San Diego, we've owned a barbecue restaurant for 13 years. And um, now we have two ghost kitchen locations. So those are just delivery and takeout locations, but you know, we built this restaurant starting in 2008 at the height of the economic recession in a part of San Diego that they tell you when you open up a business, location, location, location. And the location that we picked was one of the most challenging locations. There's no other restaurants in the area, but we saw an opportunity. We were young and naive and we failed every way possible. Me and my business partner, one of my best friends from college. And you know, through that failure, what we learned was how to use digital marketing, how to use online marketing, how to use social media. You know, the first iPhone came out in 2007. So as we were starting our business, they were talking about all the traditional ways that you need to market your business to get people to care about what you're doing. And we tried those. Some of them worked, some of them didn't. But what really started to work was once we started to tell our own story and start to use Facebook and start to use Instagram and start to own our website and start to create content on all these different platforms, respond to Yelp reviews, take control of our Google page and really become a digital first restaurant. And we did that well before the pandemic. Once the pandemic hit, you know, a lot of people talk about pivoting. We didn't have to pivot. We just went all in. So we just did what we already believed in. And, you know, now we have launching our second podcast. So it's called Restaurant Influencers. We've partnered with Entrepreneur Magazine and Yelp. That is a weekly video series that highlights all the best and the brightest in the restaurant and hospitality space. People that are winning on Instagram, winning on TikTok, winning on LinkedIn, people that are creating online communities. So people that are thinking outside of, you know, the four walls of their small business, but 
really building these e-commerce companies. That's what we're passionate about. That's why I care about podcasting. That's why I love going on podcasts because I connect with people all over the world. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to, to me that through lessons and stories, through the things that we choose to learn, people that listen to podcasts, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a curious person. My grandfather taught me how to be curious. He was born to be a farm boy in Bulgaria in 1919. And, you know, he was destined to be a farmer, but he, because of his curiosity, he learned how to read and read every book in the village. And that led him to become a medical doctor and, you know, give me this life of privilege. And now for me, anybody that has internet access, anyone that can listen to a podcast can learn from lessons and stories of other people, other small business owners and people that are doing interesting stuff. And that's why I like to do this podcast to get lessons and stories out like yours. So give us some tips. Tell us about digital media marketing, your thesis and what it is for those who might not know and how can people win? Because, you know, it's a lot of people out there. Yeah, you know, I think the, the thing for me is I really try to talk about simplification. So much of digital marketing and social media marketing, people get overwhelmed. And I like to get back to the basics. And the basics are what we call smartphone storytelling. So you don't need an expensive video production team. You don't need graphic designers. Literally, you need what you already have in your hands. And that's a smartphone. It doesn't have to be an iPhone. It can be an Android phone. But that smartphone, that camera app will help you with your social media. So it does not matter what job you do. If you are an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, especially, no one's going to tell your story. We all want somebody to tell our story. We want someone to promote our podcast. If we're a podcaster, if we're a restaurant owner, I want the local food writer to come and write, our, write a review about our restaurant, have all these people come in. Ultimately, we spent so much time waiting for people to come. We wanted the, to be on the local news. We wanted the local radio station to talk about us. It never happened. But once we started telling our own story and started using that smartphone in our pocket and started using audio, video, written word, and images, that's all the internet is. These are just stories. So you're listening through audio. You could use video, use video to tell this story. You can transcribe these this words that we're talking about into an article, and you can take a picture of this conversation and then put that on a picture platform. So literally, it doesn't matter what you're doing, but what matters is publishing, publishing those stories on the internet. And if you have a story, and every person does, the more that you learn how to use the internet to tell your story about the job that you do, because it doesn't matter what job you do. Every single business needs social media. Every business needs to increase sales. If you work for a nonprofit organization, you need to raise more money. How do you do that? You use the internet to spread your message, share your story, get people to be compelled to donate more money, find an investor, get more customers for your business. Tell us about Sunrise Gratitude and, and what that means to you and how it changed your life. Yeah, you know, I never met my father. I was raised by my Bulgarian grandfather, who I talked about before. Very privileged, lucky that I was raised in San Diego in a place called La Jolla, a very affluent place. But I remember, you know, being a kid. And if I woke up in the middle of the night, you know, early in the morning, five in the morning, I would, I would go, you know, to the kitchen, get some juice or something. And I'd see my grandfather with his light on in, in his office. And I would go in and I go, Grandpa, what are you doing? He was always reading. 
And I asked him, you know, why were you reading? What are you doing? What are you doing? You know, why aren't you sleeping? He goes, this is my favorite time of the day because no one's, no one's interrupting me. This is the time where I can take care of my brain and I can get ahead. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of Kobe Bryant and the world lost an incredible athlete, incredible dad, an incredible person, an inspirational human, former Laker, Hall of Fame basketball player. But, you know, he, he talks about Mamba mentality and that Mamba mentality is doing the things that no one else is willing to do. If you truly want to be great at whatever you're doing, you need to dedicate yourself to the craft and whatever that craft is. So we're a podcaster, so we want to be the best at podcasting. I need to learn from people that I respect, not just in the hospitality space and the restaurant space, but people that are in media, people that are in sports entertainment, people that I admire that have built big, big platforms and have engaging communities and do a great job giving back. I want to study them, find out what they're doing, ask for help. And for me, waking up early, waking up by 4 a.m., is a practice that I started doing to take care of my mind, body, and spirit. So it's that Mamba mentality every single day. I'm up at 4 a.m. I spend time reading. Then I spend time exercising. Either I'll be exercising on a Peloton or I'll be going outside before the sun rises and, and do a walk. So a 45 minute walk. But that's the time that I get to spend to myself. If I don't take care of myself, then I can't be a better husband. I can't be a better father. I can't be a better leader. So that's my sunrise gratitude practice. And I've been doing it coming up on January 16th will be two years. I guess my sunrise gratitude practice is getting up Monday through Friday at four o'clock and doing editing and doing the things that I need to do to get the shows out there, get them ready. See, there you go. Let's talk about what it is, participating in the community events and, and give back. How has that been vital to your business and how important is that? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the most important things about business and about life is not to just take, but to give. And the more that you give, the more that you get. And for us, we've never just focused on the four walls of our restaurant, just on the customers coming in. We always believe that we're planting roots in our community. And planting roots in the community means the hospitality that we provide in our restaurant extends beyond our restaurant. How can we make our village better? And we make our village better by participating, by getting involved. So when people ask for help, it's how can we help? What can we do? You know, it's one thing to donate a gift card. It's one thing to donate money. It's another thing to actually show up. Once you show up, you listen. Then you can figure out, well, maybe there's something else that we can do. And the more that we started showing up and not only providing barbecue, but providing hospitality, and now we're providing media, we're teaching people how to promote their event. We're teaching people how to document their event. We're teaching people how to follow up after their event, how to use that smartphone in their pocket to take short videos and post them on TikTok and to write articles and post them on LinkedIn and tweet about the event and tag reporters in the event so that they can get extra coverage. I mean, these are all things that we learned over 13 years of, of failing, but then, you know, figuring it out along the way. Well, your business has built relationships with several sports teams with no budgets. Tell us about some of the sports team that you've worked with, what you've done with them, and how you managed to build that relationship with them with no budget. Sure. Yeah. The San Diego Chargers, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, the San Diego State Aztecs, the San Diego Gulls, which was our minor league hockey team, the San Diego Seals, the San Diego Padres. If there's sports, whether it's collegiate professional, all the way down to Little League and Pop Warner, 
we always care about giving back and about making an impact. So for us, it's if we can participate back to the community minded, getting out outside of our comfort zone, not just being in the four walls of the restaurant, but if we can actually bring barbecue to someone and feed someone, then we can make a bigger impact. And you know, we were able to develop relationships because of social media, because of Twitter, because of Instagram, because of Facebook, with people that work for those organizations. And when they needed an opportunity for a charity event they were doing, we were there to provide barbecue and provide hospitality and now provide media services. Well, let, let's talk about how, how to-go alcohol sales has transformed your business. Yeah, I mean, to-go alcohol sales is something that I never thought when we took over in 2008 and got a, took over a breakfast restaurant, brought a full-service liquor license to our establishment and built a sports entertainment destination. I, I never thought that I would ever see the day that we would be selling alcohol to-go in a state like California because of the pandemic, they relaxed a lot of the liquor laws and allowed us to utilize our bartenders and utilize the cocktails and beer that we had on tap to, to sell alcohol to go. And it was really, you know, it was game changing. It was game changing during the pandemic. And now still through the pandemic, we're still selling cocktails to go and alcohol to go. And, you know, frankly, it's, it's much safer for people to be drinking, you know, the cocktails that we make um, in their homes, as opposed to drinking them at the bar and then driving home. You have a saying on your podcast, if we can't tag you, we can't pimp you. So tell us about that. I know why that's important, but let the listeners know. Yeah. So, I mean, it goes back to our philosophy about branding, personal branding and business branding on the internet. And that's, you know, so many people think about social media and you have an opinion of what Facebook is, or you have an opinion, you know, that Facebook, this is a place where you know, my cousin is or my family is and they, you know, all the political comments or TikToks an app where only teenagers are dancing. It's like it's all of these subjective opinions about the platform. And ultimately on those platforms, there are people there that are searching for products and services, information and entertainment. And especially in business, if you own a restaurant or any business and somebody comes into your establishment and they write a review, have come and have a meal, have a barbecue meal at our restaurant. And then they go to tag us on Instagram and we don't have an Instagram handle. We haven't claimed an Instagram handle. We're losing the opportunity to eat more customers. Like that's a problem. So, you know, I can't tell you how many events where we would go to a taste of San Diego and we'd be out there with 30 other restaurants and we would be as part of promoters, we would go and tell tag all the people that were in the event Multiple people didn't have a Twitter handle, didn't have a LinkedIn handle. Most of them had a Facebook handle, but didn't have an active Facebook page. Some of them shared, some of them reshared. But, you know, it's really a small minority of people that understand this digital game is just as important. You know, I tell restaurant owners, I, I speak all the time to different restaurant owners and small business owners about thinking about social media and digital media the same way they think about rooms in the restaurant. Like you wouldn't leave a room unattended. You wouldn't have, you know, the, the bar not and not paint the walls. You wouldn't not have music in the, you know, the dining room of your restaurant or, or not finish it or have broken table. So why do you do that online? You know, why do you have a Yelp page that you haven't claimed? Why do you have a Google page that doesn't have updated information? If somebody's searching for your product or service, they need to be able to find it and the information needs to be accurate and up to date. 
Well, let's talk about some of the festivals that you've organized and Benny and kind of tell us about those and, and tell us what that's what that was like. Sure. So we we organized the Spring Valley Tailgate and Barbecue Festival. That was actually the reason why we became a barbecue brand. We were a breakfast restaurant and trying to raise money for local youth sports. And we had a Pop Warner team, a bunch of coaches get together and we were all sitting around the tables like, you know, let's put together an annual event so we can get more businesses to participate. And through this annual event, we'll raise money to help kids that can't afford to participate in sports. And we threw around some ideas and the best idea was to put on an amateur barbecue contest. Well, nobody knew how to do that. No one knew you know, the steps to take. So I, you know, did what anyone does and went to Google, typed in, how do you put on an amateur barbecue contest? And the Kansas City Barbecue Society, which is NFL, the sanctioning body for professional barbecue events, they got back to me and gave me the names of three people. One of those people um, actually responded to me and came came out to my restaurant, met with me. His name's Gene Goikachea. He became our barbecue pit master and our basically our mentor. He helped me put on that first event, successful amateur barbecue contest right in front of our restaurant, shut down the entire road, got permits from the county, from the sheriff's department, the fire department, got the chamber of commerce involved, you know, a huge production, put on this charity event, and we've done it for 10 years. So 10 years in front of our restaurant, thousands of people on the street, 10, you know, 25 amateur barbecue teams competing live music, but it's really made an impact on all of San Diego and all of the West Coast because it's given us a place to celebrate barbecue, not just our restaurant, but all the local barbecue restaurants in San Diego. Well, tell us about your podcast and what it's all about and how we can listen. Sure. So yeah, Restaurant Influencers, I mentioned before, that's our newest podcast that you can find on all the podcast platforms. That is presented by Entrepreneur Magazine and Yelp. Toast, our primary point of sale partner, they're sponsoring the the podcast and we're interviewing people all over the globe. People that are winning on TikTok, people that are winning on Instagram, people that own restaurants that are crushing it on Yelp, people that have built a successful email marketing campaign. Basically the, the people that are thinking outside of their restaurant, thinking that they can become a media company because that's what we teach people how to do. So we want to learn from the best of the best. And there's people all over the world that are dominating on all different types of platforms. So that's what Restaurant Influencers is. Digital Hospitality is a more broad podcast. That one we've been doing for five years now. That one is focused on sports entertainment, on self-improvement, on being a dad, being a better husband, being a better leader, talking about digital marketing as well as digital media. So Digital Hospitality, and restaurant influencers. Those are the two podcasts that we put on. Speaking of being a dad, you say in your bio that you located your dad at age 36. And what was that like? And if you don't mind talking about it, what's your relationship like ever since you've located him? Sure. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, I I never met my father. I only seen two pictures of him growing up. My mom always told me, you know, the, the fairy tale of this is why that, this is why he wasn't in my life. You know, they lost contact. She moved back from Colorado to San Diego so that my grandfather could help raise me. And, you know, a couple of years of writing letters back and forth and they just lost contact. And for me, I never held it as a burden. I never was upset about it. I was very, like I said, I lived a privileged life. My grandfather was my father. 
it wasn't something that I was ever concerned about, even though when I went to school, you know, I was always the odd kid that didn't have a dad that was getting raised by his grandparents. But for me, it was cool. I was fine with it. It wasn't until I had a son, my son, Colleen, and he was about four months old. And I was reading to him where I just looked into his eyes and I said, I don't understand. I just don't understand how you can bring someone into this world and not want to be there for them. You know, how, how can a dad, how can a father do that? And I thought, you know, at some point, Colleen's going to ask me who my father is, you know, who his grandfather is. So I went down this path of asking my mother questions that I had never asked her, you know, deposing her as if I was an attorney or a journalist, asking her all kinds of difficult questions so that I could get facts that would hopefully lead me to find him. And I found an email address, sent an email address to him. And got a response from his wife, who obviously didn't know I existed, said, you know, great to hear that you're doing good and that you have a, you have a son. Uh, we don't want to have any contact with you. We're very private people. And that was the end. Of it. So, you know, for me, there was real no resolution. But the fact that I actually did, you know, pursue it so that I know that he knows I exist. You know, I did my best to reach out and it is what it is. So, you know, there's no fairy book ending, but ultimately I know that I can be a better dad to my, to my son. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about any current or upcoming projects that you're working on and let us know what those are. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so we're building the Amazon prime barbecue in San Diego. Restaurant owners can no longer think about running restaurants the way that we used to, where we'd build a successful restaurant and have people talk about it, write about it, tell everyone about it, and then come drive all across the county, you know, for miles, line up and wait to buy barbecue until it's sold out. We, we need to figure out ways to get barbecue to people on their terms. So if somebody's hungry for barbecue in San Diego, we need to figure out how to get it to them. That's why we're opening up 10 micro locations, so 200 square feet, essentially distribution points for great slow smoke barbecue. I mean, the bar problem with barbecue is it takes time and expertise. And it's our job to figure out how to fulfill that on a daily basis. So every single day that we're smoking the best barbecue, freshest barbecue, and once we're out, we're out. But if somebody wants to order it on the other side of town, they need to be able to get it delivered to them or an easy place for them to pick it up. And that's what we're doing the next year. Well, can you also think about opening a micro location in Wichita, Kansas, so I don't have to move to San Diego. <laughs> well, we're, what we're doing is we're building in public. So everything that we do, we post about it on TikTok. We post about it on LinkedIn. We post on Instagram. You can follow me at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F on TikTok and Instagram. We post there daily, multiple times a day. Like I said, we have the podcast, we have a blog on our website. So everything that we're doing, we're sharing everything that we learn, all the successes, all the failures, so that if you are in Wichita, Kansas, and you do want to open up the Amazon Prime in Wichita, Kansas, we're building the one in San Diego so you can learn from all our mistakes and you can implement them in Wichita, Kansas. We'll go ahead and give out the website and you gave out Sean P. Walchef. Absolutely. The website's calibbq.media. So you can find everything that we talked about today on that website. Well, you have a, an impressive bio and it's real impressive what you've done. So 
so I can make sure that I don't leave out any important things that you want to touch on or that you think that's important. Go ahead and give us some final thoughts and talk about anything that I might have missed or that's important that you want to get out. Sure. I mean, I think, you know, the most important thing is if you're listening to this podcast, you, you know that you matter. You matter and you can make a difference. And whatever you hope and you dream, you don't need permission to do it. You know, there's never been a greater time and you've never had so much, so much opportunity in your pocket with that smartphone. The amount of technology that you have and the access that you have to information and to people that are already there, you know, do it. If you want to start a podcast, start a podcast. If you want to start a business, start a business. But if you're going to do it, you know, make sure you're digital, make sure you're digital first. And what we say on every podcast is stay curious, get involved, and don't be afraid to ask for help. One more question for you. What's your favorite piece of meat to barbecue and why? My personal favorite meat would be Bulgarian kufte. My wife is Bulgarian and a Bulgarian kufte is 70% ground pork, 30% ground beef, chopped onions and seasoning. I like smoking that on a Traeger, but at the restaurant by far the, our most popular meat is brisket. So slow smoke brisket, 14 hours on the old hickory pit. Right. Well, Sean Walshef, I want to thank, take the time to thank you for joining me and let all the listeners know, like Sean said, the internet is great opportunity. So please be sure to follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible, especially the barbecue lovers and the small business owners and anybody that you believe that will benefit from this. And Android listeners, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. Appreciate you, Curtis Jackson. Thank you. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. Dream.